Hey guys, welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, starring, eventually, Ramon. He's in a van. He's trying to hook up somewhere after driving his children on assignment. He's nothing if not a responsible dad. Uh, we obviously have a lot to talk about today, he and I, once he gets on board. And that includes all of you uh, as well. We have a ton of people in here already. I see the count at around 370. Uh, almost everyone appears to be in a really rotten mood, which is just about right. That's befitting what happened yesterday up in Cleveland. I got back overnight, and honestly, I was still shaking my head over the whole two-and-a-half-hour drive. I, I don't know that I've covered an event quite like that in terms of Almost everything going wrong, but also just having the feeling that things are are coming apart. You know, not necessarily even the way you think. Uh, there's going to be a lot of attention, and there already has been to Najee Harris's comments, and, and that's appropriate. He's he's a loud voice in that room, and he had a lot to say. But at the same time. To me, it was way, way, way more significant the way the head coach conducted himself at the press conference. And now I'm looking and I do see Ramon. So watch this. Watch this magic hair happen right in front of you. Look at that. Look at that. There he is. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here? here. I'm here. Yes, I got you clear. You sound clear. Way clearer okay. than me. Okay. See if you can turn your volume up there a little bit on your end. Uh my volume all right give me one second it's up can you not hear me clear enough uh it, yeah she says the boss says good okay yeah and then okay, lower the good. camera a little lower the camera a little bit and then all right now we're going what's going on moan uh uh losing right now dk uh but not in a bad spot let's say that let's say that okay 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 it's it's been a it's been a 24 hours for this football team that's for sure it has, uh, Moan, and that's what I was just leading with is that you know for Najee Harris to make the remarks that he did is one thing, but I as I just started telling everybody, it, it's another thing for your head coach to carry himself the way he did in that press conference. It was almost a little bit creepy, like nonchalant, like like it wasn't any big deal losing this game, and I I don't know who that guy was. Uh, maybe it's because he knows he's got his hands tied a little bit. The decision that everybody wanted, the decision that everybody wanted made as far as letting Matt Canada go can't be made. Or if you do make it, it sends a signal that, you know, that, well, this is it. We're, we're, we're just surviving instead of thriving right now. And I don't know if there is much difference between one and the other, just being honest with you right now. Coach Tomlin just being somewhat somber when it comes down to him talking to the media after a loss like that. The other side of it is this. They are still in the hunt. I think they still somewhat clinch a playoff position in the spot that they're in right now, DK, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're right there. They're right there. So with, with that being said, it is just that. The answers that this team needs is in-house. I don't think it's out on the street with what we're expecting to happen. Like, again, if there was something that's going that was going to happen, it was supposed to be changing of the offensive coordinator. And I think hearing what Najee had to say after the game, and here's the thing about Najee speaking to before we go back to Coach Tomlin. Since mm -hmm. the day he came in, in the, this world of transitioning out of the last era, the tw before 2020, right? 
end of 2021 was being last year. They gave Najee the keys to the offense. They paired him with Cam. They made him the forefront of what the offensive mindset is. They gave him the ability to speak and say what he wants to while also showing his work on the field, right? All of that mm-hmm. happened. So the fact that this offensive leader and Najee Harris is speaking out the way he did says it's not just him. It's a lot of everybody else that feels the same way that he does, too. He just finally had his hit his breaking point. Now, whether that was because of the way Jalen Warren performed or just in general, you need to be able to, to craft plays that work for everybody, even if Najee run style is different. Again, the stuff that we had set up for uh, Le'Veon was just a little bit different than what it was for D'Angelo. That's just one of his backup running backs, right? It was different mm-hmm. from uh, Fitzgerald Toussaint. It was different from all of those guys. Now, where is the level of just understanding, DK, right? When it comes down to crafting that, I love Najee's comments. You speaking to Coach Thomas, I'm going to listen to more of what you have to say. But him not having a whole lot of answers, tell you that it's no, he's, he, he's probably handcuffed more often than not right now. And truthfully, a lot of people are going to say, well, Coach, that's on you. And that's fair too, DK, because the change could have been made. I'm going to assume you don't have a bell in that van, so we're just going to get the show officially started, right? <laughs> Let's do it. That was a good open right there, man. I don't uh, have it on. Uh, all right. Just for some, some background – for anybody who either didn't see that, because more way more people see the game than would see a post game press conference. And when when Mike Tomlin came in, you could just get the sense right away because when when he comes in after a loss, there's almost invariably there's this there's this stomp to his demeanor, and he'll come mm-hmm. in and everything sounds really quick and authoritative. That wasn't in play at all. He came in and he praised the Browns and he praised their fans. He referred multiple times to the environment or the venue affecting uh, Kenny Pickett and the offense. And I'm going, the environment, the venue, you mean the same one in which the Steelers didn't lose a bleeping game for 20 years? That venue? How is that all of a sudden a factor? You know why? Um, you know why, DK? And and here's where the frustration. I saw somebody say a second ago, Cam's body language, you know, showed a whole lot. And I'm sure it wasn't him. You know what happened on Sunday, DK? Hmm. Pittsburgh got beat the way Pittsburgh beat other teams. A third-string quarterback. That's so good. Monstrous defenses, right? Ability can't to control the line the of rush. scrimmage mm-hmm. and can't stop the rush. Think about it. Pittsburgh got beat at his, at his own game for once this year, DK, like by your divisional foe. Now, that's not to say that you're losing grips on your race within the AFC North, but to lose in that fashion, DK, that was the one thing. I knew it would be a tight game because offensively, we can't get a lot going, can we? We just can't. Defensively, Nothing. yeah, they're, they're going to get – they're going to get gnawed off. Like, it's like chopping wood the way you got to approach our defense. If you can stay in the game long enough and not let them make enough X plays on you defensively, then guess what, DK? You can beat the Steelers. And that's what happened this past weekend. It's the idea that they stayed out there long enough. 
to create enough plays, and that defense at the end of the game, DK, was tapped out. So if you saw Cam walking off and you saw that this group was in a position to where they don't seem confident, it, it looked like it was a bad loss. You're still 6-4 and four on the season. It's not like the season is over, right? You're not below 500 for whatever that's worth right now. But Pittsburgh got beat in the way that it usually beats other teams. And that's where it probably just kind of hits you to where your franchise quarterback was there, DK. Y'all feel me? It wasn't like your guy wasn't behind center. Kenny Pickett was taking snaps. You had your starting running backs, both of them. You had all your health on that side of the ball, and you still lost. And what's crazy, it's not like you got blown out. You lost by three points at the end of the game. That's what got you. That's why this sucks right here. There was a, there were a lot of bad body language looks last night, even from players you don't expect it uh, expected from. You know, T.J. Watt is he was just he played all but two snaps. Robert, don't read anything Crazy. into it. Oh yeah, 70, 73 out of seventy five. Uh, so don't read anything into it. I spoke with T.J. after the game. He's just tired. Okay, there's not. You have to understand the the, the percentage telemone at which he operates. You know? CJ runs hot. He runs yes. hot, and it's yes. not like he's Alex Highsmith size. TJ might be pushing two thirty five, two forty. I think Alex Highsmith may be two two fifty. Yeah, mm-hmm. two fifty. That ten pounds mean a lot because that's muscle. That's also the way this guy rushes. Like TJ is a go harder. And so is uh, Cam is too, which is why we've also been having that conversation around Cam's, you know, amount of plays that he's playing. But when you're spent, you're spent. Like that was the opportunity to try to bury um, Cleveland, and you missed your shot. I-, I think it's more than that, DK. Is this was our opportunity to bury this team, and we let them live, and you let them off the hook, and more times than not. Dan Moore got smoked right off the bat, first snap. That's just not showing up to play, right, Moan? Or that's not being ready. That's also listening yeah. to us. <laughs> we we said all of those things. Oh right yeah, right, 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 right. Remember, we said let's be calm about this because at some point, Miles Garrett is that good. He can create and do whatever he wants to. Now, if I was Miles Garrett and I hear how Dan Moore has my number and everybody saying this about, hey, you can't get home and TJ is a better uh, player when that when that series is what it is. My hat's on fire, DK. There's no other way around it. Dan Moore met his match. But, again, whenever you, you play with fire, you might get burned sometimes, DK. There, there's so much badness to take from this. And in fact, I mean, we're not even – like, we're gonna, we could get through 100 things and still not get to Presley Harvin in the 20-yard punts, okay? But there's still – there's still so much right now that that just has to take place off the field, isn't there, Moan? Let, let's go. Let's go to that because when Najee makes his remarks. Uh, what has to happen? What what's what's yeah. happening? Not Tuesday, not on Wednesday, but what's happening right now on Monday when that happens? Because it's happened with you guys. You had a certain eighty-four there, and uh, yeah, we have. So here's the thing too about Najee and the situation that he is. Again, I said before, a lot of people feel like Najee, I'm sure. Nobody's just ever had the cojones to kind of say what Najee's capable of saying. Whether his production is up and down offensively, he's one of those team leaders. So when you lose like this and you got the outlook that you have on the season right now, 
with a quarterback play. There we go right there, Gina, right? Kenny Pig has only thrown 13 touchdown passes in 22 games. Well, guess what? Najee's probably the other conversation and with other wide receivers and running backs were saying, well, where in the heck are the balls going then? Because I don't get them, you know, when you look at his production. So there was probably little powwow meetings that are happening because this happened with us to where you, 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 you say certain stuff to one another and you start to look at certain people on your team, maybe the offensive coordinator. Maybe it's other people that's not holding up their end of it, DK, and those voices get a little bit louder. But I'll tell you this, nobody's probably going back at what Najee had to say. They're probably patting him on his back and probably saying, finally, somebody else or somebody said it out loud. So when you mentioned how it was for us with AB or anybody else that had bad issues with the offense, here's the thing. It's only so much you can hide. And eventually, it's got to get addressed. If the players kept quiet about not changing offensive coordinators or the type of players that are being called, you're past that point now. Because what does Coach always emphasize, DK? November and December football. If you can't compete and win the line of scrimmage now, which they're not, then you got to find answers. On a related subject here, Bark Z says, hey, Moan, during your time, did you guys ever have a coming to Jesus meeting with both the players and the coaches where everyone could just voice their opinions with no repercussions? See, here's the difference, though. When we had our issues, we knew exactly what they were. You know, and we had guys that either had to step up and play better or not. I don't know if it was ever uh, coaching-related. You know, like there was times where you can have inputs on what you like and don't like to run, but it was never like, hey, coaching related. It was, hey, players got to kind of step up a little bit. Did we ever have those coming to Jesus meetings? Yeah, we did, but it was small item things that had to be taken care of, like guys being late and being distractions or in-house stuff that was going on. It was never a situation to where the play was actually a part of it. Like it, it, it wasn't this. It was more small item things. I actually think this is macro level stuff, DK. We know the biggest issue that this team has. It's two of them, but we're going to be honest. It's two glaring issues, DK. Matt Canada, Kenny Pickett. That is correct. Tell me I'm there's wrong. No, I'm not. And there's no reason, and there's never a reason to rank these things. I, people all the time are like, who's the number one problem? Who cares who's the number one, who's the two, and who's the three? Who's the four, and who's the five? Because you're going to have to solve all five of them at some point. So what's the difference how you rank them unless you're just making making lists for fun? George says something incorrect here. He says, Chooks spoke up like Najee and got benched. That is not accurate. Chooks did not speak up against his coaches. Chooks did not criticize the coaches. Chooks did not criticize Matt Canada or the play calling. Chooks made a mistake at the end of a game and wanted to basically just shut it down. Let's kneel it out. Okay. That's got nothing to do. I don't know. I don't know why this keeps getting brought up like this. It, it's, it's just not accurate. Brian Jonker one of these many people in a bad mood. Is there a special section of the playbook for incompletes? If so, Brian, they brought out their best <laughs> yesterday. Holy hell. I mean, you've never seen incomplete passes like this. You know? I, I mean, there were... It was so bad. <laughs> miscommunications all over the place. Deontay Go. Johnson, one of the, the league's elite route runners, 
is is running a route, and the next thing you know, the ball is 30 yards over his head. Moan, how does that happen? Come on, how does that happen in the third week of November? There's something going wrong. Uh, DK, it could be miscommunication. It, 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 it could be reading the wrong defense. Uh, DK, let's, let's go ahead and throw this in there. Coaching. Being on the same page. Knowing what everybody's supposed to be doing unit as like as a unit, as one. We don't get that often. The times we do, this team looks good and flawless, DK. And, and, and here's the thing, too, DK. Checking me out right here. Tyler Johnson brings up a good point or a good moment, right? He goes, hey, Moan, what is Nigel referring to about the air quotation mark stuff that reporters don't see? See? Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we are. When DK is asking the question, you you know, what happens when the miscommunication like this happens? Like where Deontay is stopped and the ball is 30 yards over his head. That's coaching. That's communication. That's maybe one guy doesn't know how to read an NFL defense or thought something. Again, I said last week, you're not paid to think. You're paid to play. You're paid to react. You're paid to, you're paid to go make plays. Like that's what this game is all about. If you're thinking you're losing, if you're thinking you're slow, like, so Najee bringing up that type of stuff, what don't people know? So here's the thing behind that type of quote right there. You don't know if players have issues with, co- with coaches. You don't know if players don't understand the playbook. You don't understand it. You, you don't know if, if players don't agree with the playbook. You don't know if coaches actually craft a game plan and don't include everybody in on it. Like, those are the things that happen behind the scenes that you don't necessarily know, and the players can't publicly say it. So when Najee brings up there's stuff, air quotation marks, that reporters don't know, it's a multitude of things. We don't know if there's guys causing issues or showing up late because you don't, again, Pittsburgh's been known as a keep-everything-in-house franchise, and you guys, including myself, you guys have loved that about Pittsburgh. Hey, keep everything inside. When Bradshaw says something rogue, right, guess what? Pittsburgh business is Pittsburgh business. When there was grumblings about our era, when people were talking about A.B., Le'Veon, O-Line, and Ben, and everybody else, keep everything in-house. So when Najee brings that up, that ought to tell you what level of frustration that group has when it comes down to trying to keep it together. And it's got to be rough because you can't lose to the third-string quarterback and only score 10 points on top of that. When we come back... (laughs) <laughs> we will be getting in. We will be getting into a very spirited. And I've been collecting some questions here off to the side. A very spirited edition of the Haymon segment. Oh, I'm sorry. The only. Oh my. We're not on our game either. Look at us. You in the van. You're frustrated like me too. <laughs> I tell you, I I'm I'm not gonna lie here. I had a rough day yesterday. It had nothing to do with the football team. I was just I I didn't travel particularly well. I made all kinds of mistakes, all kinds of whatever, and it was just it was one of those where just you ever have one where absolutely everything goes wrong. You know what I'm doing? Huh? (laughs) Playing the world's smallest violin, DK. Those are first world problems, man. Get out of here with that. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. 
coverage that connects. Yeah, okay. I wasn't expecting much sympathy there, but there it is here. Uh, Rico says, do not let our defense off the hook. Unacceptable. Be serious. I'm sorry. We love we love everyone who watches the show, but Cleveland barely budged the ball in the second they half. Did. Okay. 96 yards rushing. You don't put your defense back on the field when you have the ball. Moan, you as an offense, and I understand you had the Hall of Fame quarterback and other immense talent <laughs> out there and all that, but you, you you take that ball at your 30-yard line. you got to move 30 to 35 yards to get into Chris Boswell's kicking range. Go finish the job. Go finish the job, DK. And I don't care what level you're at. Heck, I've coached flag football and knowing we have to milk the clock, DK. And guess what? We got to go milk the clock. You can't allow your defense back out there on the field as many plays as they played and how they played, too. Cleveland has a solid kick after they fired their fourth-round draft pick. You just can't allow that. That in itself is an offensive problem to me, DK. Yeah, this is – I mean, Kia brings up here, why no Jalen Warren on the last possession? Because that was really stupid. Okay, why did they throw three straight times? Because that was really stupid. Why did they only take 14 seconds, 14 seconds off the clock? Because that was really stupid. There's not much to the, if you guys think you're going to get answers to decisions that were stupid here, you're not because stupid just means stupid. And that's what that was. There's no other way around stupidity. It's not smart. That's one of those conversations where you say you got out coach and you did, you did DK. They got outcoached on Sunday, man. Here's the other thing, too. If if you look at the game in general, DK, now hear me out on this. You let me know if I'm wrong. But if you look at what Pittsburgh's done, and if you look at what the offensive line has said, namely Broderick Jones, again, I'm glad we didn't talk too much about him saying the 200 yards. Your longest plays were on the ground, DK. Your longest, your longest passing play of the day was 14 yards. Your biggest play of the day was 70-plus from Jalen Warren. DK, I'm going to allow you to run all friggin' day if you want to, just so I know I can stop you when I need to or when it gets to the tight red zone. And if you can't move the ball through the air, dude, the same way that Cleveland couldn't, then you really got nothing. Your longest plays, I feel like, almost the last three weeks have actually been on the ground. That's a hard way to live. That's a bad way of scheming up an offense for a team, DK. It's it's low. And, and you know what? It's all fine and dandy when you win it because, again, you can put makeup on a on a win or on your bad plays. You can't do that when you lose, and that's why the frustration is so high right now. You probably hear it in me, and I need to bring it back a little bit, DK. Well, frustration can also turn into taking things that were said and then making more of them, and let's be careful about that. Clay says that Mike Tomlin saying Jalen didn't deserve more carries, what a crock. He didn't say anything of the kind, Clay, <laughs> at all. Okay, what, what he what he said was that he stands by the decision. That's very, very different than anything remotely resembling a criticism of the guy who was averaging 14.3 yards per carry. They just blew it. Clay, okay, we're – I just want to know where Clay got that quote at for you to bring it to us like that. That's that's the internet, man. It just it goes it I, goes from one to the next, and then there you have a whole bunch of these aggregators, which is something Ryan Lytle was referring to earlier when he uh, he was uh, mentioning the 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 Chooks thing. They take them and they just extrapolate them, and then one sentence gets something wrong. 
you know, you can always, you should always, I'm not going to get started on media stuff here. Try to find the very first place that you can where something was reported and go with that instead of the 900 interpretations uh, that'll follow here. Nobody's punching Matt Canada. I don't think that'll happen. But if it was going to be somebody, my, <laughs> my money would be on Chris Boswell. Oh, he don't hold back. Boz does not hold back, man. Oh, my. You know, uh, Autumn comes in and says the Steelers need to get rid of Matt Canada. It's like Kenny has lost confidence. What happened to second half Kenny that played with confidence last year? You know, I, I'm tired of the whole cause and effect thing, okay? Because when you throw a football 30 yards over your wide receiver's head, that's really not that much on the coordinator. It means that somebody was just miles off, okay? Yeah. In, either in terms of their preparation or their nerves or what. I have no idea. But when that stuff happens, man, that that is that is ugly. Dave says, hey, Moan, have you been part of a locker room that, cert that clearly didn't believe in the coaching or certain other players? How do guys play differently when the answer is yes? <laughs> yeah, I have. I have. Uh, what happens with those coaches? They get fired. What happens to those players? They get cut. You can't hide your deficiencies, Dave, for too long when it comes down to what the NFL presents you with. Uh, again, we're all in the holding tank with offseason decisions right now. The, the, the good thing for you is this. You're still in the playoff hunt. The bad thing for you is this. You're still in the playoff hunt. It's hard to make those types of changes, DK. Tell me I'm wrong when you have those type of moments right there. That's, a, that's your gift and your curses. You're in the playoff hunt. And your curse is you're in the playoff hunt. Who fires a coach right now is my only question for you. Not saying that you shouldn't. As a player. Well, Buffalo just did it. You know, we're kind of we're kind of losing moan here on some digitization. Uh, you, the connection is getting a little bit rough there, but uh, Buffalo just fired their coordinator. And it's starting to look a little bit, you know, like I don't know. I, I honestly, I believe like there's a there's a part of this process where you could still bring in, I don't know, or promote from within or something. Whatever the case is, this isn't it. This isn't the answer. How about now, Moan? You buffering? He still? is now. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. All right, cool. Here's the question of the day. Chris says, why did Jalen Warren only have 12 touches? Nine carries for 129 yards and and three catches, including a 14-yarder out of those catches. Uh, why? Why did that happen? Flow of the game, honestly, looking at the play selection in general. Cleveland had 73 and Pittsburgh had 57. It just wasn't enough plays to go around for what you were trying to do. Passing had to be a part of it, and at some point, Cleveland was stopping the run. That's just simply what it is. You bust a 74-yarder, the defense is going to be adamant as hell to never let you do that again. He became he became target number one for that Cleveland Browns defense. That's just how the floor of the game goes. Um, jo Jonah says here, hey, Moan, what are your thoughts about what Najee said? I, I, I don't know him, but he appears to be a reserved guy, so for him to say what he said – Seems ominous. Also, Mike Tomlin's demeanor after the game 
was disturbing. We've been over the Tomlin thing. Uh, how do you feel as a teammate when you hear, you know, your star running back say something like that or whoever? With where this group is, I feel good about it. Finally, somebody okay. said something. Me and you can talk about it all day and talk about all the problems, but until they start feeling the pressure of the guys that's going to be there, and more times than not, not just going to outlast his position coach or depending on how other coaches go, that's always going to be the play if Najee continues to compete. And the fact that he has had a good bit of production and it goes down, he deserved to voice those type of opinions. I got no problems whatsoever with it. We have new members coming in. I've, I've been putting them up on the board here. If you'd like to become one of those, you can either go ahead and get one yourself at dkps.net slash join, or you could also take one of the gazillion gift memberships that Jay Freeman Blackman has put in. Uh, here's, here's a 20. Here's another 20. And just to show that he's consistent, unlike the Steelers, here's another 20. <laughs> So, oh, wait, oh, wait, he's not consistent at all. He brought in the 50. So I take all the good things back. Jay Freeman is lacking consistency to his game. That's seriously appreciated. If you want to be, if you want to accept one of those gifts, make sure that in the super chat that you have accept gifts turned on. And remember, you can't do it if you've already got one because, duh. And you can only do it twice. In other words, you can. There's only two months that you can do that, and after that, you have to go and and get your own. Those aren't our rules; those are YouTube's rules. Donnan says, "Is it time to bench Kenny to save this season?" What do you say, Moan? If it's truly him, yeah. If it's truly him, if there's a better pathway to winning games, yeah. They're they're not owed to Kenny. They're not beholden to him at all when it comes down to his future. This either either you do or you don't league. And right now, Kenny doesn't <laughs> it's bleak. It really is. He almost looked like he he's seeing ghosts like Sam Darnold did. Like I don't know where those overthrows, underthrows, sideline passes, decision making DK. Again, can we blame Matt Canada? Can we blame Kenny? Can we blame the quarterback coach? Yes, all of them. So, yeah, the answer is yeah. You 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 should. I'm I'm almost with Daniel. Daniel, thanks for the contribution. Goes hashtag. Give Mason Rudolph a chance. I hear well, Ramon has been, and 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 this goes back to his playing days and their mutual playing days. You've been a, a Mason Rudolph supporter and a believer. Uh, he's a guy that, when you're in the huddle with him, according to you guys, he exudes confidence. Uh, he's got the big arm. Uh, he's he's got issues, but they've never been this grave. Okay. And one of the things about Mason, and and again, I don't want to sound like a fool here. Okay. Because you you could, you can, you can do that very easily in these situations and start talking about your third string quarterback as if he should be your first stringer when nobody in the NFL even wanted him to be the number two. However, however, you've never you've never seen a like a real crisis in confidence from him he had a, he had he was thrown to the wolves in in 2019 it was tough for all of you guys cuz the way it happened but his reads the things that he misses on are the short yeah. the, the, the easy plays 
Why yeah. is that, Moan? That's the that's the only thing that's kept Mason from starting in this league. It is. Why is that the case on the short intermediate stuff? Just lack of touch or reps, maybe. That should be a routine play from a seasoned quarterback, though. So I don't mm-hmm. want to make that big, big of an excuse for Mason. That, that That's who is that? Bayard? Uh, how have you say your name? That's Bayard, A.D., how have mm-hmm. you said. But either way, he said, who performed worse, Kenny this year or Mason in 2019? I'd almost like to go Kenny this year. Just because we've seen zero level of just advancement in his plate. At least with Mason, he had some plays that came his way. Mason had like a bad hit, like it was almost justified. Now, again, DK, your point is very friggin' valid. Nobody even wanted Mason to be their number two this year. But here's the other side of what I'm thinking. We're, we're watching guys finally get an opportunity. Like I see people put dropping his name in, Josh Dobbs. Like sometimes it takes you a little bit more time to grow. I don't know if that's the case for Mason. If Kenny doesn't show much improvement, this team start to skid, would I be opposed to putting Mason in? No, I wouldn't be opposed to it. What's the worst you can do from a veteran guy that should have a little bit more poise to what he got going on? If Mason could temper that drive to wanting to be a hero, DK, maybe that's why. Then I feel better about him. What's amazing, Moan, is I've noticed in the last 24 hours, and we're almost exactly 24 hours from when that game ended yesterday, that there's a lot of people bringing up Mason. Nobody brings up Mitch. It's like Mitch doesn't even exist anymore. <coughs> Remember that when Kenny got something in his eye on that sneak, it was Mitch who was sent onto the field, okay? Mason has been listed as the emergency guy. So if if Kenny were to get benched, this fantasy that everyone's got that Mason is going to be the guy just because they don't like the last bad thing they saw from Mitch, which was throwing into triple coverage for Allen Robinson. That is, that is just wishful thinking. Okay. It's not going to happen. <laughs> to be fair, DK, I mean, you got to go with what he's giving you, man. That was, that was some bad cleanup duty from Mitch Trubisky. I've even had some people joke with me and this is, me and my friends joking like, hey, is Chicago Mitch turning into uh, Kenny Pickett? I don't know, DK. But, hey, we got to figure out who's going to be the lead dog in that room. AJ asks, uh, as bad as their play has, has been at times, the offense, shouldn't they get the benefit of the doubt until Matt Canada is gone? Is that really how it works, Moan? Do you just kind of keep trying things and experimenting with stuff, or do you just say at some point, listen, this thing is bad, this thing is bad, and this thing is bad. So I want all three of them out of the equation. Why not just do that? Why do you have to pick one? AJ, here's the thing, though, too. Um, When it's that bad and you lose the way you lost yesterday, that's what amplifies it. Again, football has us all emotional because we got to sit on wins and losses for a year. I mean, for a week, right? That's what makes it so bad. To say you got to wait on Matt Canada, that's fair. But it's also of the idea, like, what's our method of winning? Like, I don't know if we made any progress offensively this year. What concepts has this team built off of, DK? What Uh, The the concepts where Jalen Warren exists, that's it. That's the concept. But but here's the thing behind that. It's only a certain amount of time before teams really hone in on what Jalen Warren's capable of. And if that gets shut down, what have we built off of? We knew 22 double could set up gap scheme. We knew it could set up counter. We knew it could set up play action. We knew it was a part of our no huddle. There has been zero advancement 
of this offense, and I'm excusing the defense I am because I've been in a situation to where, well, one side got to carry the load, you leave that other side alone. Just because the reason they're in that position is because how bad the other side of the ball is. Uh, Clay comes in explaining that he he wasn't trying to sound misinformed about Tomlin's comments on Jalen's carries. Clay, this isn't on you, man. This is the way this the, the internet works right now. That you have all these aggregators, and everybody tries to get page views off of other people's work. Yep. Okay, there's only a handful of us that are actually in that locker room. They take every little morsel of everything that we have and and sponge off of it. What ends up happening, you invariably have people writing their own interpretations of it, and that's what ends up going wrong, which is why I'm always, always, always advising, figure out who's actually there, okay? And that includes the national writers. Figure out who's actually there. Go ahead, Moan. I was just about to say the same thing. I've run into national people with my travel with the Titans, and the national folks, DK, as far as the inside of what's happening in certain cities, in Nashville and in Pittsburgh, like where I know more, they don't have a clue. Now, Ben Roethlisberger once told me, uh, actually asked me, he called me over to his stall like this, and he goes, this report about something, 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 I'm not going to get into what it was, okay? But he goes, what is this? Because this isn't true, and who is this? And I said, well, it's some it's some national guy, whatever, at, uh, I don't even remember where he was at the time. Uh, I just gave away that it was a he, so there's your big hint. And and I, I said, well, he goes, Ben goes, have you ever seen him here? And I go, no. Have you ever seen him in any locker room? And I go, no. And he goes, well, who, who, why would anybody read this and take it seriously? And I go, you got me, Ben. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. You know, Mark Lancaster says, how do you ignore the hot hand in Jalen Warren on the final two drives? How ignorant coaches, two 12-men timeouts. Okay, you're getting into something else. They did have two sets of 12 men here. Uh, But, yeah, the Jalen thing is bad. Here's one for you. Uh, Okay, AJS, I'm sorry. He's asking me this one. Wasn't Najee a dude who basically never spoke to the media? No, that's not true. Now he's airing all his laundry. Isn't the fact that he even spoke? No. What what was telling was that Najee is usually one of the very last to speak. Okay. Yeah. The offensive linemen are always ready right away. This this hasn't changed, Moan. Okay. Uh, you work your way around the room. There's certain guys who like to, who prefer to shower and be completely dressed beforehand. You have then you have some like Minka who are right away. Yeah. Cam is right away. Well, Najee is dead last. Okay. And there are times when not everybody feels like hanging around for Najee. Okay. So that's what you have here. This, it was not out of character. Najee did not wait yesterday. He was right away. That was what stood out. He wanted this microphone. You you know what, DK? I have to ask you this question because you're there. If they'd have won, I almost feel like we'd have still received that same conversation. Or at least I would have hoped Najee would have been able to have the same conversation. Because we, we've been skating by on thin ice for a little while. And it's good when it's good. We cannot deny that. We've all celebrated when you win these tight games. But the fact that Pittsburgh lost a Pittsburgh-style game yesterday um, when they usually win, I would almost hope that the conversation would have come up regardless. 
That's tough to do after a, after a win, Mr. Foster. And don't I say know. otherwise, because I, I never would have been able to come up to you, even if you guys had a crappy game and you won, and you start this and that about the coaching. Uh-uh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd have said we won. Next question. <clears throat> we won. Next question is what I've gotten out of you. Hate to do that to you, but that I now know. you're in now you're in my line at work here. <laughs> I am. That's fair. That's uh, fair. Hannibal Hannibal says, Hey Moan, I'm trying not to freak out. So let me ask, who owns the tiebreaker between the Browns and the Steelers now? I really need to be with friends today. Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> It's a one-to-one right now. Uh, the tie comes down to Baltimore, if I'm not mistaken. I, honestly, I don't care. I, I, I This team just needs to get better. This is this is all a great big waste of our time worrying about standings and, and this and this other stuff. You know, Najee said it yesterday very colorfully, I might add. He goes, one way or another, it, it's gonna. this is going to come back to bite you. Okay, this is. isn't this isn't going to go away. Okay, we can sneak out a bunch of wins. We can have everybody say, yay, team. But it doesn't do anything. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just that's just not okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Striper comes in and says, Kenny looked better in his first start in Buffalo last year. There's a reason for this regression. Is it coaching or injuries maybe? Why all of a sudden he can't he throw now? I almost thought, man, he was better with pressure on Kenny as far as his level of play. Um, Buffalo last year also, first start. That's the first game of the season where nobody really knows you. That's the thing about Kenny right now. Everybody has his tape. Everybody understands what Kenny Pickett's deficiencies are probably better than he does. And that's why I've always just kind of said, when it came, comes down to pros being pros and staying in the league for a very long town, time, you have to understand what your weaknesses are. I don't know if Kenny knows how to play through his weaknesses while highlighting his strengths. I truly couldn't tell you right now either. What is his actual strengths? I don't know what Kenny Pickett's strengths are. It was nice to at least see him scramble and, and run a couple of times. You know, he tucked the ball and took off. Uh, that was positive yardage. That also looked a little bit like Kenny from, I don't know, five, six weeks ago. And we did mention actually – in the show earlier this or earlier last week that that had gone missing from his game. So I I guess that was at least something, you know, but there's been the the term regression is fair. It really is. You know, Jonah says, Hey Moan, regardless of the outcome of this season, what would you personally like to see Pittsburgh do at the quarterback position? There's a lot of things I like to see him do. Uh, and here's the other thing, though, too. I think Kenny understands what an NFL offense is supposed to look like. Hopefully he's learning the defenses, too. Depending on how he finishes this year, Jonah, man, it wouldn't shock me if they're going after a third-round guy, just to be honest with you, because if you're going to have to go cheap eventually from Mitch or Mason, or, or Mason at some point, if you go get another young guy that's made a lot of plays Bo Nix, I don't know how high Bo Nix is going to go in the draft. But if you got a position to where you feel – or you, you're drafting at a spot to where you think it's a luxury, do you do that? Chris, I'm giving you a bunch of hypotheticals. That's just simply what it is. Um, but if, if Kenny doesn't show progress, that fifth-year option is going to be hard to justify picking up. 
Oh, I don't know that we're going to be waiting till a fifth-year option to be making this call. I mean, you can't you can't survive this level of quarterbacking. You just can't. You're not going to yeah. you're not going to say let's see two more years of this and see what we've got in this guy. And, and you know? the, the old the O line has to grow up. I'm with that. They got to figure out what it is. Um, all of those types of things. But you can't go without fault. A lot of this fan base was hard on Ben when it came down to him playing bad or making bad decisions in, in games and stuff, the same got to be done to a young guy. Y'all, he doesn't, y'all don't owe him anything. There has been no championships won under him. There has been good moments, but there's also been good moments with, with, with Mason, heck with Landry Jones, heck with Byron Leftwich. I mean, Charlie Batches had good moments in Pittsburgh. You're looking for a franchise guy. It's that simple. Alex Flores has a hey moan that only you can read, moan. All caps. Here we go. Alex goes, hey moan, did the Steelers lose a Steelers kind of way? <laughs> Where the defense balls out and the offense just enough, and that's why it sucks. That got Mike Tomlin. Can we rewind? Don't we have a uh, producer that can <laughs> rewind that back? Alex, sorry if you late to the party, man. You got to get here on time. Uh, when DK opened up the show and he said, Coach Tomlin press conference, he walked in and he just looked a little different. Verbatim, everything that you said, Alex, was exactly as I said earlier. This team got dragged to the deep end the way Pittsburgh dragged other teams to the deep end. You, They ran the ball, they played keep away, and they closed out games late. That defense of, of, uh, of Cleveland did just enough to help their third-string quarterback win a game against a franchise quarterback. Pittsburgh hardly ever loses those types of games. Oh, boy, Eric Shulo is running a victory lap here, a Browns fan, apparently. He wants to talk about the draft. We're not ready for the draft. Evan says, screen call within eight yards from field goal range. What? It's almost as if he doesn't know what he's doing, guys. Let's stop acting surprised, okay? When, when you hear it and read it and see it from people who who really know the sport, who've lived the sport, it's not a mistake when it keeps happening week after week after week. The biggest mistake, though, continues to be employing him, plain and simple. That I mean, that is that's it. And and at this point, I don't even know that I I don't know that I blame Kenny for their performance, for his performance, or Matt Canada for his, or even Mike Tomlin, because at this point, wow. there's only one place where the buck stops, okay? These calls, they don't have to be made by Art Rooney, but they at least have to involve him. And for nothing to have occurred this entire season related to this offense, other than, what was it? We're going to have a physical practice this week, and something else. I forgot what the other one was. Oh, bringing Canada down to the sideline. That was going to be magic. Okay. That's what you got. That's that's the only actions that have been taken so far. I remember when physical practices, when that announcement was actually what got us to reset and play harder. You know, all right, let's go back to the drawing board. For this team right now, and they're still above 500 with a winner record and in the playoffs that so far, this team, I don't think, is at that spot. It's not. No, no. This team. I mean, they, it it would be a lot like the year where where uh, you know Ben sneaked into the playoffs in the final year, and hey, we're going to Kansas City, yay, everybody! And then he, everyone knew what was waiting for them in Kansas City. 
You could even yeah. you could even see here you could you could feel it in the locker room. They knew what was going to happen in Kansas City, but the fact that they were in was all just bonus territory. Way to go! We got a great send off for Ben. You know, yeah. Uh, no Chris doubt. Says, That's bad. Okay. George Pickens goes off while Deontay Johnson is out. Johnson's back. Pickens disappears. Running game emerges and passing game disappears. What are we doing? Passing should have gotten easier. Yes. There's a lot of truth to that. Yes. It's a lot of truth. So, so Chris, when you say that, imagine the players inside of that locker room that actually know offenses and defenses and the Mm -hmm. schemes. That's why you have a guy like Najee speaking out and others, too, um, that finally get an opportunity to say things like this. Like, it's supposed to be easier. You know, when A.B. went out with us, the game got harder. When A.B. came back, it got easier. You know what I'm saying? Like, when Heath was out, the game got harder for us. When Heath came back, it was easier. Deontay coming back has kind of made this offense almost stagnant. Not saying it's because of Deontay. It's because you probably don't have a guy to know how to manage these personalities. And I'll say this, too. You have a young quarterback that probably doesn't know who you want to make his guy. Remember we said that, DK, back in the summer? Kenny's got to get to a point to where he let him hang and say, you're my guy. Yeah. And because of that, I'm going to you when I need something. Kenny doesn't have that mentality yet to make that type of call. You remember how guys used to get mad at Ben when they wouldn't get the ball? And Ben would continue to feed AB. Ben would continue to feed Heath, Plexico, Hines. Like, he had a guy. He had dudes that said, that's my guy. Kenny has yet to make that delegation on who his go-to guy is going to be. Well, it sure isn't Deontay Johnson, who is one of the top three receivers in the NFL at getting open and who was targeted once in the first half. Once. And he was targeted, of course, off to the sideline. Nothing at all through the middle. The entire thing is just a joke. I'm sorry. The, the the more we go on this, the more it feels like we're wasting everybody's oh, time. Man. That's just where it is. You want to know who's got the comment of the day? And I'm not just saying this because of her usual massive contribution. <laughs> Rochelle with a great Rochelle big sigh. Like a Charlie Brown sized <sighs> sigh. That's That's what this team is right now. That's what this offense is. I should be clear. Okay. But then you've got a couple of 20-yard punts too. So I... I yeah, that's not – it's almost as soon as you give him some sugar, like it messes up, does it not, DK? Like essentially that's what happens. It's like a kid with candy at, at, a, at a party, right, DK? As soon as they come home, they crash. Like that's exactly what Presley do. And Presley's had a streak of some good games and somehow succumbed to just being regular again, DK. Mm-hmm. Rochelle, appreciate yeah. you, man. Golly, thank you. Well, yeah, she wasn't done. She also just had to throw in 50 gift memberships, too, so that we can keep building up our... Hey, wait a second. What is that up there? Are we at a 1,205 on that screen? Yeah. We bet we were higher than that. We were over 1,200, DK. Oh, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. That's what I said. Yeah. Hey, T- wow. TJ, you're right. Rochelle got that dog in her. DK, oh, spell it she, correctly. She definitely does. She's definitely got that in her. <laughs> I got a, I got a good question that came in, man, from Bark Z. I'm not sure if I, I want to address it now. I saw after the it. Break. I saw it. Now, let's do this because Ryan Lytle's got something to share with us after the break. Man, Bark Z says, hey, Moan, with the way the league has evolved 
Is it time to move on from a defensive-minded head coach considering the success of Andy Reid, Sean McVay, Mike McDaniels? That's going to be the topic of conversation for a lot of different teams across the league, man. Um, here's my um, input on that. Your franchise has strategically, our franchise has strategically gone defense. Defense wins championships. I don't think that DNA is ever going to leave. Um, I think having a defensive-minded head coach that knows how to um, elect a very competent offensive coordinator can also be problematic because here's the thing. If your OC is real good, he's about to go be a head coach. So the method on how you hire, what type of play you're looking for, I almost feel like this. Defense is always going to be at the forefront of what Pittsburgh does. Also, you're looking at what Pittsburgh wants to do, and I think this is from the ownership on down. They want to run the ball and play real good defense. Opening up the offense comes down to, truthfully, I hate to even say this, playing trial and error with a guy like Matt Canada, hoping he learns on the job, hoping he does good enough to help you sustain a winning yeah. culture. If you can do those things, nobody's going to ever want to hire Matt Canada, particularly as a head coach. But you keep him because he's your in-house guy that you know is good enough to help you win. What sucks right now is he's not good enough to call offensive plays to help you win. So the question of going after an offensive head coach, you can, but how far is that going to set you back? What's the defense going to be capable of doing? We don't, these is hypotheticals, but I ain't really got a true answer for you other than the fact that it's going to be the same carousel of trying to find that next guy if the offensive head coach don't work out. Yeah, TJ gets the final word on that subject, says we're employing a 90s to early 2000s mindset and strategy in a different era of football. They have to change with the times. <coughs> Moan, that's all we got for today, right? That's about it. Ooh, uh, we might do something after the show, DK. I mean, there's always bonus material. Yeah, everyone's in kind of that state. Somehow we still have our, – our group is still sticking together. You notice that? They are. This is uh, must must watch TV. DK is what we are, man. Yeah, I mean the, the the number of people that we've had, the contributions, the gifts, the the people who coming in uh, ice cold as members. Some a lot of new members today as well here. Ryan Lytle says he's watching from Florida today. He says I'm not giving up on this team. Everyone can see there are issues, and it may have to get worse in order to get better. I have faith it will get better. Happy Turkey Week. Ryan, we love you and your positivity, but I have faith it will get better. It's going to have to be backed by some real moves and real changes. It just is. Yeah. Um, I had somebody ask earlier yeah, where some people are already looking towards the draft because this group does have some holes missing. Actually, yeah, I saw him say, go dogs. They're, they're, you, Georgia beat my balls this weekend. Is there anybody on that Georgia team? that can help the Steelers? The answer is, yeah, look what Philly's done with all those Georgia players that they have. But you also have to be drafting at a position at a need that you know you're going to be able to use one of their dynamic players. Heck, I don't care if the guy come from Penn State, Ohio State, Tennessee, or USC. As long as he plays Steelers-style ball, I'm with it. Ryan Lytle's right. It could get worse, DK. That's part yeah. of this process, too. 
these six games aren't guaranteed to be, you know, more stacked on top of it if they can't get it together. I wouldn't fear this Pittsburgh team other than what the defense can present. That's just honest. I wouldn't fear this team. And it looked like with a third-string quarterback, Cleveland didn't either. No, I, I didn't sense a whole lot of fear anywhere in that venue or that environment or whatever it is that the coach wanted to look at. Uh, it's it's uh, we're, I think we're really reaching the point here where Fire Canada's going to just take off. I mean, I saw there's some students at Carnegie Mellon University out in Oakland that put up a giant sign. Uh, on campus like it's and it's not like a like a little paper thing it's a permanent thing that's fire canada yeah i saw that for the first time today uh we have on wednesday night one of the one of the more significant holiday traditions from a sports fan standpoint here is when uh penguins play on thanksgiving eve the nhl has always given the penguins the thanksgiving eve game at home out of respect to pittsburgh's tradition and those are fans who come home and are fired up, and it's a loud, raucous crowd. And it's going to be the New York Rangers in the house. And I guarantee you we're going to have some Fire Canada coming out oh, of that group. Right. Okay. Um, this, is, this is a bad, bad situation. And for the coach to just keep trying to bury his head in the sand and pretend that it doesn't exist or pretend that we're just annoying reporters asking annoying questions. Well, that's not pretending. That's true. Um, if we, it, it's, it's something's going to have to happen. Something's yeah. going to have to happen. If you go into Cincinnati and lose to another backup quarterback, I, I can't. No excuses. No, no excuses. <laughs> um, I see a bunch of folks asking uh, about Miles Jack. Uh, I'll just say this of Miles Jack, who retired early this year. I think they signed him. Make a play. Then we'll assess it. That's all I'm looking for from anybody on this team. Hey, go score for the offenses as far as I'm concerned, DK. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, listen, we'll be back in our usual spots tomorrow, both of us. And uh, thanks for thanks for putting up with us at the beginning there and everything else here. Um it was a good, this was a good show. It was, <laughs> you know, especially under the circumstances. One thing I hope people will appreciate is that we'll always call it like it is, right? Got to, DK. If not, because we can't be like those national guys. No, no, no. They suck. <laughs> See you tomorrow, everybody. <laughs> tomorrow, good people. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs>